You're listening to Bravo Should Be Fun with Liz, Alex, and Micah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bravo Should Be Fun. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. I'm Liz. And I'm Alex. And today we've got a ton of stuff to go over. So hopefully we have time for everything. I just wanted to see, I, I mean, how is everybody's week this week? Alex, how was your week? Anything fun? Not really. What about you, Liz? <laughs> well, you you did have to like write a passive aggressive note to your, your oh, I did. Uh, coworker, yeah. Right? There is a convicted thief in my office. And I know that because I had to Google his name once for a photo and I found his rap sheet and oh, geez. said that he it had a $10,000 bail one time for being a thief. So he took my space heater. So I took it back and then I wrote petty little notes on it. <laughs> and don't be a thief. Don't take things that aren't yours. Because I don't think he knows that. I know about his rap sheet. That's the best part about this. Well, and some people really are just kind of loosey-goosey with like, what's yours? Maybe sometimes what's mine is yours, but what's yours is not mine. I think sometimes people forget that. (laughs) And at least ask. Don't... Don't make me come in and be cold. That's so rude. The fact that you looked up his criminal record is hilarious to me. Like you jumped to that. I did not mean to do it. I did not mean (laughs) to. I Googled his name because I needed a photo of him for something and it, Ah, it popped up. Got it. This was the one time I was not fishing, guys. Okay. I'm calling (laughs) I swear. I swear. I'm not like Taylor. I'm actually telling the truth. (laughs) Well, thank God for that. Liz had... A week, and then you had a week too. So I need to hear about these. I know. We need to get to Micah's week. My week was nothing compared to Micah's week. You weren't petty. Petty. You don't have a petty story for the week. I don't know. Actually, I was on my (laughs) best behavior this week. No, I mean, you know, we full disclosure, we recorded or we released our episode two days ago. So or yesterday, I guess it was. Just because of how the it worked out with when we recorded, when we could get it edited, blah, blah, blah. We're going to start doing our um, releasing our episodes on Friday afternoon for all you fine people since it's closer to the days when the shows are airing. Yeah, makes more sense. Coming at you from late Thursday night. Actually, it's only 930, but that just goes to show you what late means when you're 38 years old. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, um, I could tell you guys about my week. I kind of want to do like a drum roll for you. Like I know. <laughs> Good drum roll, whoever that is. Well, that was me. You're welcome. My <laughs> husband and I went to the Bills game, obviously. And of course, there was snowmageddon, but that does not stop the Bills Mafia from like doing the most, of course, right? Well, I just happened to um, hear about Carl Radke being in town and one thing led to another. You saw his stories though, right? That's how you knew. Well, yes. I think it, wasn't it you guys? Somebody sent it to me. Oh, okay. I don't think it was either of us, but. He had a Mac Miller song. Oh, that's right. Over a set of buffalo wings. And I was like, Mac is like God to me. (laughs) So I was just like, oh my God, somebody used a Mac Miller song. (laughs) You like peeking out over it? Oh, it was. I was like fangirling over a Mac Miller song. Nice. (laughs) Hey, whatever worked, whatever got your attention. Yeah, then you were like, oh my God, I want to meet him. You just wanted to see if he would want to be involved in the Bill's tailgate because you know a really awesome tailgate. I mean, yeah. the, you you explain it better. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, okay. Um, I was going to let him know, hey, I'm tailgating here. Obviously, they were in town for the Steelers-Bills game. Go Bills, we won, by the way. And um, 
I just wanted like a photo op and maybe a little love for the podcast. And honestly, Carl um, went to the tailgate and hung out. I think he had a good time. He and his friend came. And honestly, it was just, he's, we just had a good time. Like I, I hope that he did. I of course was a smidge starstruck, but honestly, (laughs) super chill guy, super down to earth. So it wasn't even like that great. I don't know. Yeah. He seems like a it very, was like he was a normal Yeah. Like he was a normal guy. Yeah. He just acts like a cool, natural dude. You know what I mean? And did people like come up to him and recognize him? Or was it sort of like I mean, because I can't imagine that the like you're probably rare where the the NFL and Bravo communities crossing over isn't gonna be a ton of people. I mean, it's not that it's not any. Yeah. I mean, like, when does that happen ever? Like never. Only well, like the Super Bowl. And even then, it's only for the halftime show. Right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like pop culture. Yeah. Mike is, Mike is a rare one. But I mean, even like, even Summer House is a pretty niche community of watchers, from what I know. Like, I think Real Housewives is larger than Summer House. Oh, absolutely. Vanderpump so. is bigger than Summer House. But like, Summer House, don't sleep on it, guys. Yeah. It's good. Oh, no. I will always say it's my favorite Bravo show. Always, always. Oh, I should get it tattooed on me. Do it. <laughs> Bravo should be fun. (laughs) Bravo should be fun. Well, yeah, exactly. It inspired the name. Yeah, people totally recognize him. And what's funny is he had like a uh, like a covering over his face. I mean, it was very, very cold. It was like a blizzard. Do those things even keep you warm? Probably. I don't know. I didn't have one on. When I saw your picture. I was like, oh my God, I'd still be freezing. I'm sure it helps. Because like the wind. Yeah. It's the, like wind the wind was probably what was terrible. And that's like cover a covering from at least the wind. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if it's a new mix pack, but it was new to me. Just go get like a mix pack of Lover Boys. And then just, <laughs> then you just drink them all and then you're not cold anymore. Light pack. That's Micah's super blizzard tips. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so no. No, it looked, looked like a blast. And I tried a bunch of Lover Boys I'd never had before and they were like bomb. I'm not even going to lie. Like oh, I know. really? Which flavors? Oh my God. I knew you were going to ask me that. One was like half tea, half lemon. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Like I like that color. one. Yeah. All of them are good. And actually my husband drank the majority of them like. I told him, like, where's the lover boy? Like, give me another one. And he, like, just points over to this fire where the empty box had just gotten thrown in. I was like, damn it, Ross. (laughs) Okay, my only complaint about them is that the alcohol isn't high enough. I mean, I know I sound like an alky, but, like, I wish that it was a little higher than, like, a regular. I think it's, like, 4%, which I think, like, a White Claw is, like, 8%. And like, you know, wine is like 12%. <laughs> so I just wish it had a little bit more of a kick. Yeah, just take a few sips out and then add some vodka in it. <laughs> True. Yeah, I guess there's that. I think a lot of people have definitely, and if you're a drinker out there, sorry, just don't do this. If you drink too much, I should say. But like, if you are real cold in a blizzard or something, sometimes I've seen people use alcohol as a mixer and do other alcohol. <laughs> so. Hot chocolate and vodka is great. Or what uh, rum is good in hot chocolate. Oh, the shit. Pepperminty. I'm blanking on what it is. Like, it's a peppermint. It's like a peppermint hot chocolate. How much is Kahlua? How much is their alcohol content? That'd be good enough. Oh, they're, they're a lot, too. I think they're like 12. Oh, all right. I can fuck with that. Well, do not put Kahlua in the Lover Boys that I had anyway. I think <laughs> probably know. the espresso one. They have an espresso martini one. Yeah, that would be good. That might be okay. But still drink responsibly. Well, we love you, Carl. Yeah, coolest, nicest guy ever. I was like very impressed. He and his his friend was very like funny and down to earth. You know, shout out, shout out to you guys if 
if you happen to listen, I had a super great time tailgating. Alrighty. Let's segue before we get into all the shows. So we have the Vanderpump premiere party, which you were going to try to go to, Micah, in LA. It was like <laughs> 200 bucks. I Obviously, you didn't go. I mean, I hit up my cool. best friend, Sherry. What's up, Sherry? Trying to recruit her. She was like, no. I sent a text message to my sister-in-law about it. I promptly got ignored. Ross pretty much ignored me. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I tried to go so much as I bothered you, you a few people about it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Look, if you don't shoot your shot, you ain't never going to get there. <laughs> exactly. So look, sometimes you meet Carl Radke and sometimes you get ignored. So it is what it is. <laughs> left on red. Yeah. Sometimes you just get left on red. If you were at the premiere, you would have seen the wonderful, beautiful outfits of all of the Vanderpumpers. You know, I know that you're being sarcastic, but honestly, a couple of them were beautiful. I thought Ariana looked good. Sheena looked good. I did not like hers. I mean, look, it was okay. Whatever. What was your take on Lala's outfit? You had a good one. I thought that she looked like Lola Bunny from Space Jam. Okay, so Alex said that at first. Lola Bunny. I said Space Jam. Well, she pulled says, the character. I knew what you out meant. Of her. No, but I didn't remember Lola, Lola Bunny, but you did. So that that's props to you. She had that other outfit. When was it? It was Watch What Happens Live. She was trying to be Lola Bunny, too. She had the back. She's doing hat. all of these, like... She's trying to have a moment with that. I end... I mean, that was a Givenchy sports jersey. I think she's had a Balenciaga one before. Is that like Teresa Giudice type of Givenchy? I I don't know. I don't think it was real. (laughs) I mean. Givenchy. Givenchy. (laughs) Givenchy. It's Givenchy if Teresa's wearing it. It's not Givenchy. Givenchy. Touchette. Touchette. Touche. Oh, my God. Why was she doing that? was Salt Lake. Yeah. We'll, we'll touch that Monica, on that. But come yeah. on. Right. Katie. I mean, I don't know what Katie is trying to go for. She just wants to like. Horrendous. Yeah. What is her deal? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they have stylists. I mean, Sheena looked like Sheena. Sheena was that was a pretty dress. Sheena looked good. Allie looked good. Allie looked great. Yeah. I thought Schwartz looked good. Schwartz looked like a dork. He didn't look bad. No offense. Schwartz. James looked rumpled like James had like too many he like he didn't iron a suit or something then did anybody notice like the bottom of his face looked different or looked off oh no chin implant I don't know he already had a very strong chin he had a chin though he he has like a chin dimple doesn't he a butt chin a class isn't that a butt chin yeah and then Lisa Vanderpump dressing like she was going to a funeral. Yeah, that was so weird. Overall, they got like a C. There were, I mean, almost a C minus, I think. And, and Sandoval wearing like these chunky, chunky like Steve Madden platforms. I don't even want to comment on his. I mean, he just looked, apparently he's like trying to pose like Harry Styles. Like he's giving these the weirdest faces. Like, you know that? Kevin James meme that's been going around the internet of like him shrugging like there were there were pictures of him posing that way. Oh god. It's bizarre. He's such a douche. I don't think it's fair to grade them as a group though. It's like just a couple of people are really bringing the whole average down. So I don't really think yeah, that's true. Fair. Katie Feld. Yeah. Lala barely passed just because she's hot. See, I can't even pass her for that. It was awful. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Lola Bunny was also hot, so Lola Bunny could dress. <laughs> Katie was giving like 2005, I'm going through something. And like, it's just, none of it was good. Too much screamo. 
yeah exactly yeah there is like an adam's family element in there it was just bad i don't know what she's doing screamo goth prom then we had the trailer for the valley which is unfortunately jackson Brittany's return same with Kristen. or the teaser yeah right i guess it's not a full trailer it was a it was a teaser but i guess it's coming this spring Kristen's coming back yeah she was in it she doesn't look like the same you didn't think she looked the same no she just looks like she's had a lot of work done that i like when i first saw her i was like is that Kristen? holy shit it's Kristen! i'm watching it i don't care what y'all say those two are oh, oh obviously this is our job this is our job we watch bravo obviously we're watching it doesn't mean i want jacks back on my screen i'm watching it voluntarily Ain't gonna enjoy right. it. Yes. Against <laughs> when my everybody will. else talks so much shit. He just looks Jack. Sorry when I say he. Jack just looks like he's going to be doing a crossover in, on Dateline. And he's gonna be killing all of the neighbors and he's gonna hide him in the basement <laughs> and they're gonna feature his ass on Dateline. Yo, I watched a crazy Dateline last night. It was nuts. Like this guy basically set the other guy up. I can't even get into it, but um, <laughs> that sounds like a, another episode. I'm going to look for the episode number because it was crazy, y'all. It was good. I just think Jax looks like an, oh, you know, an old, a villain from the old Wild Wild West. Like a vaudeville like, like villain. Yeah. Like a robber baron or whatever those like guys were. Rubs his mustache at the end. That he robs cranes. Like he robs a train and then, you know, like goes... shifty eyes and then he like throws somebody on a train on like the train tracks. Yeah, it's like the combination of the Botoxed face plus goatees <laughs> that will make you look like a Wild West villain. He's just missing a dynamite stick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> In an anvil perched on the perched on the edge of a cliff. Sounds like a job for Lola Bunny too to help out. How about that? <laughs> oh, no, I think she was she didn't mess with that. Nah, she was too classy. Yeah. I have celebration news, though. Wait, wait, listen. Sam from Summer House and Corey broke up. So, yeah, it might be better than meeting Carl. <laughs> it just I, might be. I, yeah, that was great news. I mean, she went on Not Skinny But Not Fat. And basically, she was saying that she loved, she was saying, I love you to him. And he wasn't saying it back and, like, would go days without, like, talking to her. Well, it was sad on Winter House when she's like, am I your girlfriend when she's been crying? It was just yeah. Terrible. Yeah. I know. It was like pulling teeth with, and he was like, it was like he was being forced against his will to be in a relationship. So I'm glad she finally got wise. But honestly, I think it cost her her Summer House gig. I think they didn't want couples. Are you serious? You think so? I think so. Yeah. I do she too, was great. Yeah. I just think that they didn't want to add another house full of couples. They want single people. I didn't even think about that. Well, I guess Lindsay and Carl are secure. Well, yeah, now that they're not a couple. <laughs> Sorry, Carl. I know we just met. We're supposed to be chill, but my bad. <laughs> well, you're, what? You didn't diss him. I mean, he's not a couple anymore. He got saved the problem of paperwork. He would have had to get paperwork to get married, then paperwork to get out of the marriage. We saved him some paperwork here. He saved himself, I think. Absolutely. I think he saved himself years of awfulness, if I'm going to be kind. Yeah, nobody likes it, but it's way worse to get somebody involved in a marriage that you know personally isn't right for you. And then yeah, even when you think it is right for you, I mean, listen. Or if you think marriage will make it better. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. It's going to be worse. It's just going to be worse. <laughs> oh, my husband texted me back. Okay, he said that that dateline was season 20 episode 21 so anybody needs it a wild ride check it out 
So, Southern Charm. I'm sad that this was only a two-part reunion, honestly. I thought we were going to get one more part for some reason. I needed one more part. Did you? I feel like they covered everything they needed to. I know. It still felt unsettled. Like, it didn't feel totally... I mean, I don't think that there were many things to resolve because Olivia basically said she will not be friends with Taylor again. Right. But at least the other girls didn't necessarily, like, say no, not ever. I mean, they they basically said they're keeping her at an arm's length. Well, yeah, but she she I feel like she can earn her way back in. Did you guys catch when um, Matt, Olivia turned to Madison and was like, I should have listened to you when you said there was something off about her? Yes. That was oh, funny. no, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Yes. I was like, oh, shit. She tried to warn her. I think Madison can read. Madison can read people like she sees people for their character. Lover or hater. That's a good ability. Um, I didn't really get a ton from Rod and Rodrigo being on the in this part. I mean, they're kind of wallpaper. And I didn't really understand why Rodrigo was there standing up for Taylor. Yeah, I didn't really get that either. That was odd. And I thought it was weird to even bother with Rob asking about he and Olivia going out on a couple of dates and Olivia trying to like explain it. Oh, timing, blah, blah, blah. Listen, girl. Yeah. We all saw you just didn't have any chemistry. It's okay to say it. It's okay that we're not the match. I wasn't into it. Like, you know, I feel like people avoid saying that because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, but then you sound like an Austin, like, oh, maybe another time if the timing hadn't been so terrible. Gee, shucks, you know? And then that person takes it as false hope. That's what I mean. It's it's like bad for the other person if you're just not direct. Anyway. Or just ghost completely, you know? I'm just like, I mean, every break that they were showing that them take is like Taylor crying in her dressing room. The producer's coaching her of like, it's okay. You got to go back out there. Shep coaching her. Shep telling her to stay quiet. Which she should have. Bitch, like, don't bring up Travis. I mean, T-Rav. It's never Travis. (laughs) Travis. I did it last time. Now you do it. I know. You put it in my head. Travis. Now it's there forever. I heard something interesting of like on another podcast, someone saying that it seemed like someone was coaching Taylor to bring something up and thinking that it was like, it was not her thinking of that. I don't, she doesn't come across as like conniving to me. Are you for real? Yes, she does. I I don't think she's smart enough to. Honestly, no, I don't. I really don't. I'm not going to give her that credit. I don't know who would have given her that kind of terrible advice, though. Unless it was JT. (laughs) (laughs) If JT did that, I would love him even more. Being like, just throw your shit. Throw that out there. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Yeah. And it just wasn't like the smoking gun that she wanted it to be. The situations aren't equal at all. Uh No. And she's not smart enough to figure that out i don't know no that was weird and i didn't even remember did you guys remember that happened like madison saying that at last year's reunion because i for- totally forgot i totally forgot it didn't too. seem like anything yeah me too i i vaguely remember it because i remember having a wtf kind of moment in my head and then they just moved on like it was nothing olivia has a new boyfriend though that hangs out with her and austin on vacations apparently yeah well i guess it's like a a friend group type of deal where I didn't really realize that it was eight months that Austin and Olivia were like dating but not official like that is that is for real right yeah I mean it's a long time to not be official but also a long time for Taylor to be like oh it was nothing they never dated that was yeah 
and to keep just keep pushing harder and harder like i was well within my right i can do what i want like that you weren't together blah 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 like girl come on why do you keep trying the same shit if it's not working i just don't understand she did seem a little better at the reunion though towards the end she said that all the girls were right about all the crap that they said about her yeah but was that sincere i mean someone probably told her to pretend to be sincere i don't know what i she's just next level to me yeah i don't know what i think about her i really can't tell i'm she's really giving me rachel vibes um raquel a little bit Uh, i still think that's like the mental capacity we're working with here oh my god speaking of i did see a gossip thing i meant to um rachel raquel apparently what's his face um schwartz knew the morning after it happened he knew since day one. Oh yeah because it was that was on her like second episode of her podcast right mm-hmm. wow it, it was super weird that like um they just sort of glazed over taylor's brother's passing yeah kind of it i mean it was weird that andy was like he directly asked olivia and then it was sort of like, a, oh, and that happened to you too, Taylor. I mean, whatever. I mean, I think she deserves that kind of respect, but that's me being biased. So much of Olivia's grieving came out on camera. And I did understand when, like, mm-hmm. she said that she was upset about Taylor and Austin not coming to be there for her on that vacation because it was just two weeks after her brother passed. And that made way more sense to me. I, I remember just being a little baffled, like, come on. Let's keep it moving. But if she was like pissed about that too, definitely makes sense. Well, and also like I can totally understand her emotions being so up and down from day to day, hour to hour, you know? For sure. And Austin thinking he needed an apology. Oh my God. Still, it seemed like he still was holding firm with that. Like he still thought he was owed an apology. And I just don't know what for. I know. I For being... I, I think for being like for her being emotional or being moody. Oh, my God. That's just girls. Austin, get over it. Well, that's just like dealing with death. Yeah. And then you know? her, like, honestly, right after her brother's death, it's just going to be that more much more like raw and terrible. JT explaining basically like how the behavior between Shep and Austin and their continued patterns of what they do with women lead them on gaslight them with taylor it was leading her on you know with shep it was leading taylor on i mean basically like jt has them has their number and was calling them out oh yeah i think they need that totally you know and i think it's true that like he jt is now the new craig that they're gonna like beat up on, or like you know absolutely kind of like the little brother type so yeah absolutely and honestly i don't know if it's just because it's his first season or whatever. And I don't think he was like wrong at all. I did want him to chill out just a little bit towards the end there. It's like, yeah. dude. Oh, I agree. We're yeah. talking about like three vets here. I mean. Yeah. Not that they get a pass. Yeah. They don't get a pass. It's great that someone's calling him out, but just hammering and hammering and hammering. I mean, come on. The fuckboy exorcism comment, hysterical. But do we really need to keep like taking this holier than thou? I would have loved him a thousand percent more if he just wasn't holding a torch for taylor i mean it's like he's standing up for how those men treat women but he's not but he's like seeing the it's like he's trying to tell the truth of their behavior but not seeing the duplicity duplicitousness of taylor right yeah he's like blinded you know by taylor and 
I don't know why, but right. um, for sure. And I also think that um, if JT had come in and just like been himself and not, you know, like basically simp so hard for Taylor, I think yeah. it would have been better. Yeah. I just do. He would have been more I know. Better. The end of this finale or the end of this reunion was like, seemed like they were setting up Taylor and Shep to be together next year. And I will not be watching if that happens. <laughs> I mean, obviously I will, but. Obviously, I will, but I will do it against my will. <laughs> It'll get on your nerves. And then we'll be talking about it here. But I don't see him actually wanting her if he gets her back. I mean, it's just Shep. That's just kind of how he is. You think it's just, it's he's so fucked in the head. It's like people who need to like be in recovery or whatever. They say like, don't be in a relationship because oh yeah, it's like counter transference or something like that. Like yeah. you just sort of transfer way too much like responsibility and love and adoration that may not even necessarily be there onto somebody else or projected onto them or whatever the term is yeah and i think actually like that does kind of relate to we were talking about carl earlier i think he got into the relationship with Lindsay too soon after he was in recovery possibly to be to be frank possibly yeah I admire how um, committed he is to sobriety, though. And I actually did ask him. I wanted to know. I go, is it hard to be at tailgates or stuff like this with everybody around you drinking? And he was like, you know, if I was drinking, I wouldn't even be here at all right now. So, no, it's not That's hard. Crazy. So, like, he would have been like, like, does that mean that he thinks he would have been passed out by the time that they got around to tailgating? Yeah, I took that as a couple of different meanings, like too hungover or passed out, wouldn't remember it or whatever. And right. in multiple ways, he wouldn't have been able to be there to enjoy it anyway. So it's better for him. I'm like, dude. That's such that's such a mindset shift of like, I mean, I feel like I get social anxiety and like drinking helps, you know, and especially being around people that are drinking. Yeah. Like that's just it's hard not so to. So mentally strong. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so in like grained in our culture and our society. Oh my God. So normalized. And it's really like not good for you. I'm drinking tequila right now, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> I did, you know. Good for you. I think it is good for everybody to kind of like take a step back and reassess and be like, totally. what am I doing this for? Because honestly, you know, you mentioned this social anxiety thing. Does it really make you cooler or funnier or more no. entertaining? You know, it's just usually no. maybe one in maybe two loosen up but after that it's usually just like uh-oh it makes me louder i get loud <laughs> and i'm annoying <laughs> i'm i'm uh self-aware enough to know that i would never be annoying i bring all my bullshit and more <laughs> <laughs> i might be annoying but i've tried to stop with the bullshit so so also back on southern charm it seems like Shep and Austin are taking a bit of a friendship break, which I think is probably good. It seems like Craig's obviously in a good spot with him and Paige. He, it seems like he barely drinks anymore. Yeah, I thought that was great. He said that he himself is an addict and just barely drinks. And as I've talked before, I feel like for a lot of people, taking Adderall makes you extremely tense and drinking relieves tension so there i feel like there's such a correlation there between adderall and alcohol oh yeah people fill up and then need to chill out so then they get down and then they become like a zombie because like they're like awake but they should be passed out yeah and then you're hungover so you take the adderall the next day yep it's such a cycle it's insane glad to be rid of that stuff even though i do miss you adderall <laughs> proud of you she's still my friend <laughs> she's my evil devil friend you got one on the shoulder 
She brings out your evil twin, evil Liz. Uh-huh. Anything more on Southern Charm? Are we closing the book on the season? I did love the, at the end, when they were doing the toast with the tinfoil hats on, I had a really hard time taking that <laughs> yeah. seriously, but you could tell Shep was like so emotionally invested into making that little speech, so. That was He's a good dissertation. That was not a speech. It was a little <laughs> too long. It was, it was. But okay, also- I was texting you guys about how amazing that set is. Oh, my God. To see it next to the train wreck, literally, or shipwreck of Salt Lake City is hilarious. The shipwreck. Yeah, dude. I know. That, like, it was very, it was giving, like, Ralph Lauren home. Oh, yes. Yes, exactly. Even, okay, in St. Louis Galleria, back in the day when we had Abercrombie stores that were, like, immaculate almost Ralph Lauren, but for kids. And they had those antler chandeliers in the Galleria Abercrombies. And it was just beautiful. Shout out to my old Abercrombie co-workers. Yes, I did work there. Ooh. I was just going to say, should I admit that I worked Wait, there? I worked at Hollister. <laughs> we all did. I worked at Hollister. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a fucking course we did. A fucking course, guys. I miss those smells. I loved the colognes. Oh, I loved their stuff. Yeah. I worked at Kids and the regular oh, one. Oh, sweet. I hate to brag, but I worked at all three, just so you know. Hollister. Ooh, look at you. Hollister, Abercrombie, and Abercrombie Kids. Really just Abercrombie Kids whenever somebody needed another person and I was around. But that was like normal for us. Our Abercrombie Kids was next to the Mrs. Fields. So if you worked the closing shift, you could get free cookies if you were nice to the guys. <gasps> That's awesome. All right. Salt Lake City. Speaking of shipwrecks. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to that shipwreck. Okay, I just first want to say that all of these women, I'm just like, I noticed it last week, but now I'm noticing it even more. It's even more prominent because I think I have the saturation on my TV a little too kicked up. But these women are orange, like they're spray tanned to the max. Yeah. Yes. Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa style. Yeah, I'm not really understanding why they don't go more like brown. I think bronze means orange there. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I, I maybe you're right. It's just like the coloring of the TV. I don't know. We're continuing with Monica talking about her mom. Um, basically, she still doesn't know to this day that she doesn't know if her mom intervened with her relatives refusing to see her in Bermuda. So there's that. Uh, her mom asked production, I guess, to go on the trip with them to Bermuda because she wants to be on the show. Well, how about when Monica was crying to her, like nervous about her audition or whatever? And her mom was like, you know, let's just pray about it. Praise Lord. If Monica doesn't make it on, just let it be me. Please. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Who? What the fuck did I just hear? I know that Monica's credibility is sh kind of shot. So do you feel like these stories? Like, I believe her when she tells these stories. I half believe her. Half? <laughs> She's too shifty. She's got like 50 million fucking names. I can't, I could barely find yeah, her Yeah, but online. don't you think, but you saw her mother, right? I no, mean. I, in this, I'm like, I, I just feel like it's an exaggeration a little bit. Like her mom is batshit. Here's my little armchair psychologist take. Half the shitty things Monica does is because she was raised with her mother doing all of this crazy shit. Touche. I know. What was that? Like, does she not understand what the word is? Like, touche doesn't even have a T on it. Like, why was she kept saying touche? I thought I missed them because she kept going touche. And I was like, Who? yeah, and even Heather was like, what is touche? That's hilarious. Yeah, I <laughs> thought maybe it was a word I didn't know. I'm really happy to hear that was touche. That's amazing. And the French, it's not even spelled with a T at the end. 
So exactly right. It's I would understand. I would give her a pass if there was a Lisa T on the end. Luann is offended. Luann and her French are offended. <laughs> yeah, she's never making her eggs a la Francaise for Monica. Fuck you, Monica, and your French. Okay. Also, I just need to know why do the producers like? I really want to see. I want to interview a producer and understand why they didn't put the Monica falling down the stairs footage in the season. Why are we just seeing it now? Why are those decisions made? I I really think that everything else was more important than the falling down the stairs. It it panned in a lawsuit. Yeah, but I mean, a lawsuit that never came to fruition, right? Like, she never sued her. Oh, it's not still go. I thought it was ongoing. I guess. I don't know. I feel like there were, like, filler episodes in this season, even though... But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it just wasn't. Maybe I feel like this was like she was embellishing a bit, like embellishing an injury. I mean, the the bruising looked bad, but I don't know. That's why I don't fully believe about her mom. Like, I know they're both crazy, but that's why I'm like, did she really say that? Because especially the production email that she sent when she's like, your ratings are shit. And then you look at the email. It's like, hey, I'd like to work for you. That's not the worst. I I really I mean from what we see about her mom I think she's probably worse than what Monica's saying I don't know I think that the falling down the stairs was important for two reasons one to show that like she was so upset and her mom knew that she fell down the damn stairs she's probably embarrassed yeah worried about it being on tv and then her and then to know that that happened and then seeing like the fallout after that kind of makes a little bit more sense and being a little more like fuck you mom like how can you not even like care? she's being so combative and right yeah and reason number two is because i fully believe that meredith said drunkenly or not you want our house you can dig her out yeah i believe that too <laughs> oh i believe that oh my god fucking meredith marks you know said that she got a couple zannies in her you know Let's loose. Which, I mean, I don't even know why you'd want to do something like that, but... I would not want Angie Kay's house. Well, I think they maybe just mean the money for the house. Probably. Oh, no, I knew. But I'm just saying, literally, I wouldn't want that house. (laughs) I I thought her house was pretty cool, honestly. But I like those modern style houses. I like them if they're done right. I'd be afraid someone's watching me. We're the fucking blind. (laughs) Like, I could... I I have no problem with no blinds, honestly. I just need the sunlight. (laughs) I'm weird that way. Who do you hide from when, like, you got to hide from somebody when they ring the doorbell. Otherwise, they're, they're just looking at you through the glass. Yeah. yeah. Don't you hate it if you think they, like, see you in the window and you're like, oh, shit. They know I'm here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I will I will duck and pretend like they did not well, see that's me. That's why you got a panic room in your, your modern glass box. I want to build a bunker in the basement because of Leave the World Behind on Netflix. Oh, my God. I just saw something about that. And I was like, I need could go by everything that's good now i'm like well fuck oh my god i would love to be stuck in that house and leave the world behind right bye that was a scary movie it was a little scary it hit a little too close to home with (laughs) the state of the world but like how easy it could be i don't want to talk about that i get very worked up (laughs) quickly okay well let's Let's talk about Mary Cosby then, because she's on the couch. This bitch. I'm traumatized. How are you guys? Traumatized? (laughs) Not surprised. I mean, where do we begin? She has no sense of humor. She has like the emotional and mental capacity of a 14-year-old, which I believe is when some type of trauma happened to her in her church. She was married to her grandfather, whatever that was that happened. She just has the mental capabilities of a 14 year old so it's like almost frustrating when she's brought on here because it's like she's pandered to in a way oh yeah absolutely i think she's the biggest hypocrite i've ever heard 
she's like, Angie hates my house. Like, fuck you, Angie, you're new. And then Angie was like, no, I was like complimenting you. And she's like, oh, you know, Angie's one of the ones that I like. I was like, wait, what? And then she's like, she's like, I like you, Monica. You're beautiful. Or no, you're pretty. Yeah. And (laughs) And I love you, Meredith Marks. Right. Everybody loves Meredith. But I just think it's interesting. She thinks it's like ruder to make fun of someone's house than to make fun of them looking inbred or calling them inbred. Right. Like she has no empathy. She's an idiot. I mean, that's just why it's so frustrating to deal with her because she is pandered to when like we can tell that this woman's brain does not function the way a normal person would. I was furious for Whitney. Because she was calling her racist, but she's like, it's nothing you said. It's nothing you did. It's just the Mormon church. That's a difficult subject. (laughs) Well, yeah. Why pin it all on Whitney? (laughs) Right. Whitney is, and she's not even in the church anymore. Yeah. And that's like Mormonism. That was in their book or whatever. And like to after that be like, oh, no, I'm cool with the Mormons. Honestly, I just, we should just all leave each other alone. I'm like, wait, what? It's okay for all the... And Andy even called it out too. Yeah, it's okay for all the Mormons, but Whitney. Right. Who's not even Mormon anymore. And it was so sad because Whitney was like, okay, fine. I accept that you think I'm a racist, even though it wasn't anything I did or said. Like, she just like laid down because she probably didn't want to deal with her. And then, oh my God, the stuff with the son and like hearing her son and daughter. I was like, I... I'm so grossed out by this. I want to crawl out of my skin. That was bad. But I will say, I feel like Mary did that girl a solid, really, to just cut the bullshit and not fake this amazing ecstasy experience with fucking Robert Jr. (laughs) I don't even want to talk about it. Like, yeah, I'm like, I agree. But at the same time, it's just all I'm saying is that, listen, any ladies out there, Robert Jr. or any other man. Nobody is doing any other woman a favor when you act like they're some incredible sex god and they're just there. Yeah, but like her house, I'll insult her house all day. That seems like a house of horrors to me and the mental terrorism that goes on in there. It for sure is. I can't even. He's on drugs and getting arrested. He hasn't had the best upbringing. From oh yeah, her. they didn't even talk about that. So I just, thank God Heather does not discuss her daughter's sex life. Like I just, the entire segment i was like thank you heather thank you heather for shutting the fuck up thank you <laughs> there's way too many mentions of children having sex on salt lake city for my comfort level yeah and it's just such a boundary pusher but you know what i've heard that some churches and I'm, i don't want to like call anyone out but some churches do kind of push the boundary there it's like grooming or whatever oh. so maybe what? it's really yeah maybe it's not as necessarily um Maybe they don't realize how inappropriate it is to constantly badger Heather about her daughter's sex life. Oh, yeah. I've heard things. Remember those TikTok Mormon mom, Mormon mommies? I've met some like that. I lived in Vegas and I met some Mormons that were like swingers. And it was like a big group of them. It wasn't just like, yeah. I've just heard of like some elders, like in certain like church communities will really like isolate people in a couple and be like, are oh, you having sexual yeah, thoughts? Yeah. Have, do you masturbate? Like a bunch of grown ass old men what? asking like a minor. We obviously know the Catholic Church is known for their indiscretions. I mean, this is such a one off basis of like people. Right. But it's like a it's like a history of them using their authority. Catholicism, if that happens in Mormonism, anywhere else, any religion, any organization it's just bullshit. It's gross. Don't do it. 
I'm, I'm glad Jack Barlow's coming out okay and all. Yeah, this. he's taking shirtless pics for his visa. I, that was just such a pointless. I don't know, like, and Meredith or Lisa being like proud of that. I don't get her. What are you supposed to do? Like, hold your head down in shame, like my kid's an idiot. Yeah, I say that. I think she should have said he's an idiot for doing that. I don't know. I think he needs to go on a path and hear me out with this. I think him and Jack Harlow should do a song together and have it called Fudge College. And that kind of was it for Salt Lake City. I mean, they're kind of leaving us on a, a cliffhanger of like everything. The All the reality of Antis is going to come up mm-hmm. next week in part three. And the black eye. Honestly, I'm more excited about that. Are you? And they explain more about how, I mean, yeah, kind of. If she looks down into the left, she's lying. Oh, yeah. Who said that? Craig. But every spy movie, too. Oh, God, that's so funny. Also, they are going to touch on Monica installing the security cameras in Jen's house. So having access to that. So there's something more coming up with that also. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills had some drama, which I liked, but it was also kind of annoying. Oh, my God. Also, like, head bashingly annoying. I know. Anne-Marie, get off my screen. Like, shut up before I jump annoying. (laughs) We had to listen to PK's stupid therapy session again where he said, it's so hard to hear you talk about PTSD. It's so hard on me. Me. Shut up, PK. The first thing I noticed in the episode was I was in awe of Sutton's ginormous fridge. Did you guys notice that? That was like... She finally got rid of the uh, small one that was in there. What was Kyle doing going through it? She didn't want anything to eat. Get out of her fridge. I mean, they kind of both harass each other. They both are the kind of friends that like they like to dig at each other like sisters. I don't know if Sutton is like that necessarily. But I wouldn't pay attention now on TV. I mean, Sutton was asking where Mauricio was. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that was needed, though. Name him. Name him. Also, I really need Dorit to help with a rebrand. Or maybe she shouldn't be in charge of this. But Homeless Not Toothless needs... Homeless Not Toothless needs a rebrand. Come on. It's like such the wrong message to send. It's like... It's like, we're okay with them being homeless, but not with them being toothless. Like, come on. And it is such a nice, like, organization. I mean, it's hard for homeless people to function out in the real world. If you're missing a tooth, what does that say about you automatically? Also, a lot of health problems stem from problems in your mouth, which is an open sore, basically. Yeah, that is true. Right. I mean, so many problems start there. Terrible name. Yeah, what do you think would be a better name? You guys got anything? I mean, Smile Train's taken. <laughs> oh. um, I'll think on it. I love branding. I'll think on it for yeah, next time. I feel like you two, you're good at branding. Alex is freaking hilarious. I get, you guys got this. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to think of what's semi-appropriate to not get me canceled right now. <laughs> Smile, I'm not toothless. <laughs> How's that? Well, oh, I like that. <laughs> That's not good enough. Let's keep let's keep trying. Gums no more. Gums, gums no more. We're not taking away their gums. <laughs> well, like that was all you would see. And uh, did you guys watch, watch Watch What Happens Live yesterday with Erica and Dr. Nicole? They were playing a game where they had to guess the other castmates' smiles without their they teeth. They removed their teeth, that though. Was so hard. They removed their teeth. Yeah, they photoshopped them out. Yes. Oh, my God. That was Yeah, that was crazy. That was brilliant. I want them to play that a bunch. I just can't with Anne-Marie. If she actually thinks that Crystal is jealous of her because <laughs> she's in the medical field. Oh, my God. And Crystal isn't, but wanted to be. I, I just, I, I, this, 
woman is the worst casting. She she is so obnoxious. Hold on. Okay, so I said PK annoyed me about the therapy session, but I did want to say a positive. I'm just going to rewind it for a second. I did want to say that I appreciated him taking one for the team and talking shit about the table settings for Dorit. So anyway, bravo, <laughs> PK, bravo. Okay, back to Anne-Marie. <laughs> Anne-Marie is out of her fucking mind. Yeah, and I think it gets worse next week when they go to Barcelona. Um, she's calling Crystal out more. Like, apparently Crystal has a target on her back for some reason. Because Crystal called her a bitch. You're such a bitch. And it's true. Yeah, she is. I mean, she is. Of all people, why would she say that Crystal said that you have a eating disorder? That pissed me off. Because that's completely wrong. That was a thousand percent Anne-Marie. He implied it and Crystal was like, "Are you, is that what you're implying? So that's fucked up. I really do wish though with like knowing Crystal's history with eating disorders, I really wish that she would have in the moment kind of explained that I think that was triggering for Crystal, like with Anne-Marie bringing that up. Probably just flabbergasted. I thought the other woman kind of understood like there's no way she could have said that because we've been watching for how many seasons of her addressing. And Garcelle was there when Anne-Marie said it in the, in the previous episode. Yeah, and she knew it was like bullshit. Right. And she like, I think just changed the subject. But guys, come on. Anne-Marie was, however, trained to be a critical thinker. So clearly the other women are not capable of critical thinking. So whatever Anne-Marie says goes. She's so black and white in her thinking. And just saying like, um, once you go to medical school, I loved what Crystal was like, did you go to medical school? No. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess she said she was an anesthesiologist. When she is a nurse anesthetist. anesthetist. That's a really hard one to say. She's board certified. She's absolutely, truly unhinged. Was it an online board certification? <laughs> no, it's hard. It is hard to become a nurse anesthetist. I'm not going to lie. I think that's probably a cool gig. I just want to hate on her some more. I mean, it's all difficult to be in the medical industry, but like, why does she think her opinion is above Sutton's doctor? Well, like, listen, weird, weird flex. It's not even a flex, but I randomly happen to be friends with like a bunch of doctors. It's like a long story. But long story short, I know a ton of them. I've never once heard them like come at our friends about taking gabapentin or any other medicine out in the wild or be knocking their medical issues and just bringing them up constantly with other people like that's so weird they don't do that and they're not sitting out like i'm a board certified doctor blah 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 yeah i think it's a bad thing if you're not board certified like i don't think you can be a doctor if you're not board certified but i'm also could be wrong <laughs> i mean i hope not dude i really <laughs> hope not but I did love production and their shade showing two whole hours of Anne-Marie not shutting the fuck up about it. I was living for that. I just, I want Garcelle to jump in more. I want her to defend her friend Crystal more. She's great friends with Sutton. Like they're, they came on the show together. Yeah. I think it's a little weird that more people weren't like jumping up like, but who knows? I mean, these people are so weird. I also got really annoyed with Kyle. When she's like, mm. oh my God, all this drama, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you started it. She started it. It was all her fault. Yeah. I mean, she's perpetuating it for sure. And she's she's the one who is like doing the back. I think she's doing the shit in the background that we're not seeing of like encouraging Anne-Marie to keep going with it. I really do. Speaking of Kyle. Yeah, I was going to jump into Kyle. Were you? Same girl. Do you think that... Mauricio knows that she hates him or do you think that he's just <laughs> clueless I don't know I mean 
I would think he would be smart enough. I think maybe he thinks she's just in a funk, possibly. Maybe, yeah. And not wanting to end the marriage, which it seems like we're getting close to that episode of like her telling the family of them separating because they're not separated yet, obviously. That's so crazy. I think he doesn't care. I think he doesn't care now. I think he's probably like every other dude who, you know, runs around on his wife. And then once they finally had enough, of being treated however, whatever it was, running around on them or like, you know, just not being a good partner in general or a million other issues. Like he's probably just like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Just blindsided. We haven't seen where he says, yeah, it's finally you having the affair this time, right? We haven't seen that yet. No, I don't think so. No. I think it's the same episode she tells the kids. That would make sense. That's like a big part of the trailer that like when I watch stuff on Peacock, like they show you, you know how they'll do like autoplay of like the season trailer. Mm -hmm. So I just was seeing that today and I was like, well, we haven't seen that yet. So I just think it's, yeah, I don't know. He's playing like the dumb husband. He's got to know more, but also it does seem like he really is unconcerned because obviously not going to the memorial of her best friend, like childhood best friend. Yeah. And then asking, oh, how was that event? I'm sorry, that event? How, like, at least say it by her friend's name. Yeah. Like, use her name. Yeah. Weird. Those two are so weird. I think she's done in her mind, honestly. I think Kyle is just done. Oh, and he's yeah. just digging his own grave because it's just like the emotional fulfillment that she's not getting anymore. He will never emotionally fulfill you. Know that. Know that. Know that. We got to talk about the gala. I mean, do we? <laughs> it was just Anne-Marie being super annoying. Taylor Dane? I don't want to talk about Taylor Dane. I think she's great and all, I guess. I just, she's another star from the 80s, like PK. We've seen this before. Ladies and gentlemen, Berlin. He needs to do Tevin Campbell. <gasps> Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> the guy who sings Can We Talk? He was Powerline in the Goofy movie. Oh, Oh my god, goofy movie. That would be some star That's action. Core memory need to for see. me <laughs> is the goofy movie. What happens in your mind that brought you there? Like I just am dying to know. I love it. I mean, like it came on right after I played Taylor Day. Oh really? Oh, on my way home from okay. work today. I hate it. I'm interested in the inner workings of your mind, Alex. It's a compliment. I was blaring Taylor Dane on my way home from work, and then that came on next, and I was like, PK, this is your next You, move. Alex, you have <laughs> older siblings, right? Yes. Okay, so I feel like that being, I'm the oldest and born in the 80s, so I didn't have older sibling references of, like, pop culture. So I think that helps of you having older siblings. Probably. Who are born in the 80s. Are you the, you're not the oldest, Micah, right? No, God, no. I'm the youngest. <laughs> I'm the baby too. Oh, that's so funny. They weren't into like a lot of the stuff I was. I feel like I get it from my mama. (laughs) Oh, yeah, girl. Okay. Well, so I do just want to finish Beverly Hills with saying that like one of the big, they give a big preview of go being in Barcelona next week. And it's basically Anne-Marie saying that Crystal told her that Crystal thought the women of the group were unintelligent and shallow. So like Anne-Marie is just going after Crystal. Right. Well, 8.5. Does anybody believe what 8.5 has to say about anything, to be honest? I know. And they haven't done the reunion yet, yet, right? Like Miami has their their taping done, I believe. Amory to me is just almost as frustrating as Kelly Ben Simone. I don't know how y'all feel about that. Oh, but. agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know how her mind works. A missing chip. There's some personality 
there's some piece of her personality missing, like an emotional intelligence, I think. Yeah, something. Unless she's just nervous on camera or trying way too hard. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's that. My favorite part of the show. Well, I had two. One was um, Erica's dentist hitting on her. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I swear I think Erica's lost like 30 pounds. Like she's tiny. Oh, Zempic strikes again. (laughs) She needs to put on some weight. She did look good though. No, she does. I mean, this is kind of her redemption arc. Yeah, I know. I'm not hating her. Like she was funny. She was actually hilarious. She was hilarious on Watch What Happens Live. And she was wearing this outfit that Andy Cohen was like, you're going to make me straight. Oh, yeah, that was funny. I saw that. I will go to my grave saying she knew about Tom and I'm like, I cannot be a fan anymore. I just want to see what happens in court now that he's competent. I will be reading those transcripts and I hope that Court TV Uh, is playing it live. I want to see the sketches. The court sketches. (gasps) Yes. Yes. She doesn't talk to him anymore. Like she doesn't pick up his calls anymore now. I can't say that I blame her. I mean, it's just so sad when you're dealing with someone with dementia. I think is what was isn't that basically what the claim is? That's what he said. Awfully convenient timing, huh? Okay, my other favorite part was when Sutton said, Don't fuck with me about my esophagus. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. I know. That'll be my next um title that we put in our little podcast platform. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> Name them and then don't fuck with me. Or what was it? Don't fuck with my esophagus. Don't fuck with me about my esophagus. I've never heard that term esophagus used more than I have in this season of this show. Like I can't handle it. I really hope it was the drinking word of the night on Watch What Happens Live. It had to be one of these weeks. When this all has been going on. I'm going to play it while rewatching an episode and just see how messed up I can get. Sutton needs to start her own charity now. And it's going to be called Homeless But Not Esophagusless. And it could be all about <laughs> all the poor homeless people out there who need to widen their esophagus. Homeless but not without a small esophagus. All right, I will, we'll workshop it. <laughs> homeless but not esophagusless. I'm pretty sure I just workshopped it, Liz. But thank you for your... <laughs> criticism i'll go right to the merch company and print those up <laughs> esophagus list go file an llc <laughs> or nonprofit. you're welcome everyone okay let's move on to miami yes i love this episode i don't know what it was but miami just hits right when you're like frustrated with an episode of beverly hills i think because they're actually fun and they go to fashion shows yeah Yep, exactly. And they're fighting about Adriana setting up Alexia to get her finances exploited instead of Sutton's esophagus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was just thinking about this, how like the struggle of Gertie finding out that she had to have surgery again and not knowing whether she's going to make it or not. I mean, I just can't imagine filming a television show while you're going through that. And looking that good. She she should have been a model on, on those runways, honestly. I mean. Gertie's stunning. It's, yeah, just telling her, like, even when she was having lunch with her husband, telling him that, like, if it doesn't work this time, then she, did she say, like, I'm not doing it again? She was, like, basically saying she would give up? No, no, she didn't say that. She said she can't fathom it going badly again after this. And he's like, don't stop you know, doing all this, it could totally go bad again. It happens. It just happened. Like, I don't know. I think she was just trying to, I don't know. I don't know what that was about. She was so vulnerable, which was so amazing to see because we 
we we don't get that in Beverly Hills. So then we switch to Miami and it's like, holy shit, a real life problem. No, you're so right. I feel like, yeah, the most vulnerable. I mean, I don't want to go back to Beverly Hills, but I feel like Kyle has been pretty vulnerable this season with like her friend's death and like shit she's been dealing with. It's not the full story, but just to give her a little credit. But yeah, Miami is, I feel like we are, except for like Larsa and her. Her delicious. Uh, <laughs> dumpster fire. Her, her pillow face that doesn't move. Also, I really think Kiki, I don't know why she's still friend of. She needs to be a full housewife. I like her know. story was heartbreaking too. I know. With like her parents disowning her because she wanted to model. At 15. That's so sad. I know. So young. I need to know more about her. Yeah. Kiki is like probably my favorite on the show aside from Nicole. Nicole looks so cute with her. Yeah. Her being pregnant. I really connect with Julia for some reason. Like there's something about her, like her, what's the, she seems very, she's like down to earth and sort of like heartwarming. There's something about Julia that's very like heartwarming. She seems genuinely happy for the other girls when good things happen. I think that's very sweet. I thought it was real shitty when everybody jumped out of that limo just because of traffic when Kiki set I up know. a school after thing. That made me so sad. I was like, ugh. They, not only do they not deserve Kiki, but like they're just going to bounce out. Excuse moi. So rude. Um, also, I, I know we're kind of like jumping around here, but the dress when Lisa showed up at that party, I guess they were on the rooftop at this point and she didn't see the runway show. She didn't see Julia's. Right, right, right. Oh, because then it was later that Kiki was in it. But Lisa was wearing this like little orange number. It was like a dress and a skirt with like little starfish on them on it and it gave me it was like giving me flashbacks of like that part in the little mermaid the cartoon where all the sisters are being introduced i was just lo- in love with that yes yes oh my god yeah i don't know it was like such a um heart i don't know i keep saying heartfelt it wasn't heartfelt it was like a core memory i guess of the little mermaid you got a little weird nostalgic you know, tingle. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's a sick scene. I feel ya. I mean, speaking of Lisa, looking at that house killed me. Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. So it's 6,000 square feet. That's freaking massive. Right. I know. I know. It was staged weirdly, wasn't it? Like it was like that were those people's belongings, right? Uh, could have been. It could have been. It looked lived in. It did not look nicely staged. No, but whatever. I mean, it's not that hard to like picture. It's just funny when it's so obvious, like a home that's staged versus not. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't understand why Lisa wants a big old house to herself, to be honest. I know. I know. I don't think she should get like an apartment by any means, but it's like she's going from these extremes of like a $6 million apartment condo or like a $6 million house. I I actually did hear today that she wound up running out an apartment or a, I'm sorry, a condo that's like 30 grand a month. It's just insane to me. Yeah. She said, I'll watch what happens live. Lenny's paying for half. Jody's got the other half. This bitch is so smart. Everyone thinks she's being like ridiculous. She's so smart. <laughs> Look at her go. I don't know. I don't think it's smart for her to be flushing that money. Like, I think it's smarter to have Lenny cut her a check of money oh a thousand percent I'm totally joking no I'm totally joking I (laughs) I don't think she's I think she needs to let 
let it go with Lenny. Well, but as she was saying, he's like dangling the carrot and being such a shithead and manipulative little fuck about it. Yeah, as they were telling that poor realtor who probably was just like, anyway. (laughs) He's like, I'm just... Just here to I'm just here to sell you the house, ma'am. Right. They put up with so much shit, which is fine, you know. Sometimes I feel like you have to have a personality for it or else you don't make it. But they their poor realtors are they hear it all. They do it all, they hear it all. Oh, I mean, shit. If I was getting four hundred grand off of commission of a house, I you can tell me whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then also, did you guys notice Jody's face during It's very tight. He has his face pulled very tight. What do you think? think happened to him he's always looked like that to me has he maybe i'm just noticing he has his face very stretched yeah or like if somebody has like a detached earlobe and then they get the facelift and all of a sudden it's it's attached to the face oh no way i didn't know that oh i'd be so pissed if i woke up with attached earlobes yeah like mine are detached too i want i want to get the facelift though so then i can finally get this fucker attached i I want i I like detached earlobes but i that's what i have because it feels like a piercing in a face. I mean, no offense to anybody with attached, but. But then it's like, I feel like it ages you if your ears, because your ears, and, what is it? Your ears and your nose never stop growing. You think your earlobe is aging you? <laughs> <laughs> your earlobe is beautiful. At least for Love now. Love yourself, Alec. <laughs> this is covered by a headphone. You better get some filler in that bitch. You got to watch Jody's earlobes. It looks like he's wearing like a mask. No, he does. I see that. I know exactly what you mean. It's like there's something he had a face left, I bet. I'm sure there's Botox going on in there. I'm sure there's some kind of implant. He's like V from Vendetta, but with like a human face, not like a weird yeah. mask. Anyway. It just does it does look like he was wearing a mask of like someone else. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even like trying to be mean. I feel bad for the dude. No, like, I know. Like- Same. I just Same. feel like what happened? Like, did he get botched? That sucks. You know, here's his earlobes, guys. I don't think he had a face left. So his face looks okay in that picture. Yeah, he needs more facial hair, actually. He would They're detached earlobes. He I mean, he's wearing sunglasses and you're like, oh, his face looks okay. I mean, that's the nicest time I can say anything about him. Well, let's investigate. We're going to find out. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say is that I love the difference between like Miami Fashion Week has the healthiest looking models that you'll see in a fashion week as opposed to oh, like yeah. New York. They're like sick, you know, Milan, Paris. They're like the weird looking models for the high fashion labels. And in Miami, these are like beautiful, healthy looking non-emaciated models so i just love that they all have boobs and a butt exactly they have boobs and asses tna baby it's all about the yeah, tna tna Show rules it. the world Got it. anything more on miami i didn't realize we were going to mexico city next week but that's cool i always i've wanted to go there for a long time yes i'm glad that they finally like chilled out on nicole and Alexia oh, was right. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Adriana was right when she said Alexia is just upset because Nicole's really the Barbie and not Alexia Cuban Barbie or something. Oh, oh my God. That's a shot. Shots fired. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> I love Adriana. So I basically love mess too. Her working with Emilio Estefan was everything. Like, especially going from... She looks so good, especially like we have the Erica Jane bullshit where this was like a little hobby and like no one really knew who she was to Adriana and like 
Erica Jane doesn't really work with anybody. So now Emilio Esteban is working with freaking glorious husband. And it sounds like it's going to be a bop. I want to hear that song. It did sound good. It did sound good. It has to be. And she's going to be performing in all in front of all those and people. And she looks hotter than hell. Oh, I, I just, cannot wait. I need to talk to her about that. She's had good work, I think. Oh God, yeah, she looks so good. She has. I want her doctor. You can't afford him. We... Name him. <laughs> Name him. <laughs> Should we end with Potomac and then just final thoughts on Roni Legacy? Sure. Which is easy because I felt like Potomac was pretty uh, Potomac-y, which is not a good thing. I mean, it was just very almost like it was so focused on such an emotional issue of the sexual assault event Yeah, that Karen set up. So, But to rewind from there, I did like the cooking class with Mio actually. Mia actually asked oh, yeah. him one question. So that was- yeah, exactly. And he made no clarifications at all. I love when she asked. She, when she's like, oh, so you gave the number over the phone? And he's like, N- or, and then she's like, Oh, yeah. no, you went yeah. there. <laughs> I don't mind Mia. No, I don't mind her at all. I like her. Well, he won't show up to a reunion. How else are we going to ask him? Yeah, one is a lot. I don't know. I mean, can you imagine being friends with someone like that? Like, no. What is Giselle supposed to do with someone that is... Put it on pause. And I think something just clicked in my mind. Like, everybody's been all pissed off because Juan has been, like, kind of mean to Robin. He's, like, rude to her. Right. But I also know a lot of times when people are cheating and or get caught or something, a lot of times they like misplace their feelings onto their partner because they're angry that they got caught. And so they now they're pissed off at the partner instead of themselves. They need to blame someone, you know? That makes sense. They try to even the playing field unconsciously, I believe. Also, everything would stop in this equation if they could just admit, like, maybe this isn't the case, but if they admitted that they were okay having an open marriage like that's not the strangest thing it's I think that people just if they don't admit it like I mean didn't Ashley Darby admit that that's kind of how their marriage was eventually and then we stopped asking questions just be honest (laughs) I don't know but the thing is she does seem bothered by it but she's stuffed the feelings down so far well she is trying to make herself believe his bullshit. I think if anybody's got an open marriage, it's Juan, but not necessarily Robin. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just forgot to tell her. Like that chick forgot right. all her money in Canada. He forgot to have that conversation. Knowing his ass, he probably sent a fucking email and was like, oh, you didn't see it? Oh, well, I'm going to go about my business. <laughs> oh, my God. Like big on Sex in the City movie where he sent all the love letters to her email. Oh, my God. And then she like thinks that that's some great fucking gesture. Like, oh, copy and paste <laughs> is so tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't much else that happened in Potomac. No, it's, just Karen's you know, event was super sad and. But Mia did drop that bombshell about her getting assaulted when her friend Jacqueline left her alone with, yeah. I hope, her ex, her boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And that's why she's yeah. a shithead to Jacqueline. So that was such news to me of like, I mean, that shed a lot of light because a lot of people were really upset of as to why this long friendship, this was like a family friend, why they were no longer friends. And that's a great reason. Also, I thought it was interesting. I wonder what Mia meant by we could have taken a better approach regarding their friend and their finances. And it's causing a lot of strain in their marriage. Like what approach did they take and why is it causing them strain? Like, I understand it's sad and devastating, but like what, what, what went down, you know? Right. I mean, he's the one that 
you know, did the fraudulent activity. Right. And was disbarred. So Yeah, no, I just wonder about like the reaction and and um how they handled this situation, why she would word it that way. I just kind of thought that was interesting. I do want to say though, just I will commend Bravo for bringing up the difficult subject and uh we do talk about mental health a lot and things like that on here. So I do want to know um or let people know that there is always help and that um the sexual assault hotline is 800-656-4673. And you can go to rain, R-A-I-N-N, or org if you do need help, because I am sadly part of that statistic. So I would like to bring that to other people's attention and have them find the help Absolutely. that they need. Not to be all sad, but I just want to have people get help. And there are other hotlines for other abuse situations if anybody's yeah, in, I'm sure in there's need of help. Resources, support groups books written all kinds of things hotlines all I mean just don't think that you're alone um also I did want to point out I love the self-defense class a lot of time they offer those for free so if that's um, yeah if that's something on anybody's mind kind of look in your area and um they might be offering free ones and that's something I've been meaning to do for a minute so this episode kind of reminded me we should all go and update on this I have pepper spray that's my self-defense I have a taser. Oh, do you? Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I have pepper spray and a taser. I got them on Amazon. You can find them anywhere. Well, you can't have them shipped everywhere. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> so we want to have just, let's have final thoughts on the Roni Legacy wonder of a series. <laughs> yeah, um, just real quick to wrap things up. I think we should discuss Roni Legacy, Ultimate Girls Trip. What did you guys think about it? I uh, personally, I loved, love, love this girls trip. What did y'all think? Oh, totally. I was just so frustrated with Sonia by the end of it. She just got really on my nerves. Kelly wasn't as crazy during the bat the latter half of this season and also I want to do that water thing that they were in like where they were being swirled around in the water I need to do that they were all babies being held by their mothers or something in utero (laughs) that was so crazy (laughs) yeah and Sonia getting so mad about like he's like this doesn't work for me and she was like correcting the teacher of like what the name of it was it was like it's Watsu Watsu or Sonia is eccentric as hell. And you know what? You know who's been giving me Sonia vibes is Lisa from Miami. She doesn't watch out. She's the next Sonia. Let it go. Elsa. Oh my God. That's such a good connection. Yes. Because she's going to be like, oh, well, when I lived on Star Island, I hung out with John, John, and Madonna. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting. Don't touch Lenny's letters. (laughs) letters. Lenny's implants. Yeah, don't touch his implants. Oh my God, that's so funny. No, you're right. That's a good, good comparison. That is. I just love Kristen Takeman. Like, I want her back on my screen. I want her, she could be added back with the new New York Girls, even though she doesn't live in New York too. anymore. I like her. She she could make Beverly Hills a hell of a lot better just like that. Yeah. Bravo, if you're listening. I would like her on Beverly Hills, but OC she could even do too. She's too good for OC. I feel like she- she doesn't live in OC. I feel like she's in LA. Oh, LA. is she? I thought she was like in one of the suburbs saying like, I'm in LA, you know. <laughs> right. I'm in Encino, but I'm in <laughs> exactly. Beverly Hills. Well, I mean, even, I mean, Malibu, what's her name? Yolanda lived in Malibu and they're stretching her out to be in Beverly Hills. Like that is so, I've done the Malibu trip. That is far from LA. Do you ever wonder what happened to her fridge? 
I wonder about it all the time. Yolanda's fridge? Oh, that sweet fridge? Yeah. Yeah. That fridge she had with David Foster that was just like this. I'm sure it's still intact. Glass door. Yeah, but do you think somebody else like is actually putting up with that shit? I'm sure someone bought that house. That fridge was beautiful, but that fridge would not be for me. Color coordinated. It's see-through. My my fridge. I've got two children. Nobody wants to see inside my fridge. I have old bottles of ketchup. I'm not. I don't <laughs> want people seeing that shit. <laughs> right. My sauce. Yeah, all my sauces. Takeout containers, like yo- half-eaten yogurt, half-eaten gogurts everywhere. Oh my god. No, thank you. Anything more on um, Roni Legacy? Well, I guess so. We did finally get this week. Kelly took Luann to. A Rangers hockey game. Yeah. yeah so that, I feel like that was the wonderful bookend of the Roni legacy experience. Yeah. I hope Kelly gets off of her bullshit where she thinks that she's just so much cooler. So everyone wants to use her, even though she's the one who invites people to things. So I'm not sure we'll see Ramona on our screens again. Do you guys think we will? No, probably not. I don't think she's going to be able to pull a Doty and come back. Doty. Even after a few years, oh, I don't. Kristen Doty. <laughs> I was like Doty. Oh yeah, sorry. Like, <laughs> I was thinking like yeah, me and like, Doty were the best Doty friends. Doty What? <laughs> she? Oh my god, Princess Diana's guy. Uh, no, I could see, actually. I could see Ramona coming back. She just sort of like she'll she'll figure it out, man. It's Ramona. She didn't, actually didn't bother me on this trip. Oh no, she was a little low key. I think because she knew she was kind of. I mean, this was before her official like cancellation or whatever. But I feel like she was kind of on her best behavior. Oh, in the final episode of Louie and finally hooking up with Menu. Oh my god, that was like the final scene. The of gigolo. The footage. So apropos. Yeah. I love that neon party. I'm like sad that they were like such bitches during that. Oh, I know. Us three need to have a neon party. I'm in. Let's all oh, agree to do that. Okay, I agree. <laughs> I'm there. Just let me know when and where. I'm fucking booking. Oh my god. It. Okay, I just want to before we go, I just have to give a shout out of the week to my friend Adriana and her stepdad Jay because she sent me a screenshot of a text message that he sent her this this evening. Just to remind her, hey, just so you know, Southern Charm Reunion Part 2 is about to come on. I mean, that is stepdad of the century. Oh, yeah. We love him. What a sweetheart. That is. We we need those kind of bravo stepdads in our life. Yeah, for real. You can be my stepdad too, Jay. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was so sweet of him. I know. But Adriana's the best, so I'm not terribly surprised her stepdad's cool too. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up, guys. We will talk to you next week on Thursday. We'll be recording on Thursday. So you guys will, going forward, get Friday recordings with fresh opinions and hot takes and complaints. And next week, we'll have the Salt Lake City Part 3. Hopefully, that'll be a good one. Catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.